And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show there is. It's called Wrap It Up, part of the On Blast Podcast Network. If you're looking for us, we're always streaming live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. First place you should always go to is a YouTube page. You can find that on YouTube slash Sheldon Alexander. But you can also find us in a bunch of other places as well. We got the Twitch stream up. That is at Twitch TV slash on blast podcast. We also got you covered on Twitter and on Instagram as well. And the key there, kids, send in your comments and questions because this post game show is for you. The Toronto Raptors fan who is still holding out hope, still holding on to the hopes of the playoffs. Your Toronto Raptors have won four games in a row, four games in a row, 114 to 103 victory over the Brooklyn Nets. Pascal Siakam putting in some work, 27 points, nine rebounds, six assists, OG with 25 Big night for the Toronto Raptors as they had all their guys back. And it has people talking right now about the play-in. As you look at the schedule, you look, or sorry, this the the actual games right now still going on. Oh no, it looks like Washington's about to come back and win this game. Washington was losing. And all of a sudden now I look up and it's 116-114 with five seconds left in that game. So we'll update you on that. But this is where we're at in the season. Scoreboard watching. The battle for 10th. <laughs> Raptors fans, let me know. How are you guys feeling about this battle for 10th? Do you guys want that smoke? Finishing in 10th in the play-in tournament. And then just seeing where it goes from there. Games like this, I'm pretty sure, get the fan base kind of hyped up and thinking about what could be in this play-in tournament. Because you're seeing the Raptors team basically at full strength right like when you break it down and you take a look at the Toronto Raptors roster tonight it was the first time that you've seen Kyle Lowry you've seen Fred Van Fleet Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi all in the lineup first time we've seen that since March 29th that's a long time because the date as I look at my uh trusty calendar here <laughs> it's April 21st so you've gone almost a month without having your four top dudes in the lineup. But it's not only that. You now also have Kem Birch and you have Freddie Gillespie as your center rotation. And I dare to say you haven't had a center rotation for the whole season. So, I mean, things are looking different for this Raptors team. I'm sure after a win against the Nets, people are thinking about the play-in tournament. But here's the thing, okay? And I'm saying this not as, you know, to like crap on people's feelings about the play-in tournament and all that. I'm just saying, I've and I've been saying this, I'm not riding the wave of game in, game out, switching the narrative of would you rather have be in the play-in tournament or would you rather tank? Because I've said these things and I'm going to continue to say it. The Raptors are too good to tank. Their organization is too good to actually tank. Even when they were sitting guys because... Whether they're dealing with injuries or you got guys coming back from COVID and they need the rest because you had a lot of games over a, a huge span. 
Like the part that no one talked about really is you have Alex McKechnie, right? Who I guess two years ago was mentioned all the time because you were talking about load management. And we spent so much time talking about Alex McKechnie and the huge role that he played in monitoring Kawhi and Kawhi coming back from injury in that whole first season and how they would have things scheduled out. You know, you didn't want him to play on back-to-backs when there were too many games in a row or too many games in a short span. He would sit a game and that was all structured. I beg to, I'm questioning this as I say it, so someone in the chat correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I haven't heard Alex McKechnie's name mentioned in terms of dealing with all of these Raptors players who have been coming back from COVID and how, you know, while people have been so focused on to tank or to not tank, people haven't been bringing up the fact that maybe, just maybe, this doctor that you have on the staff that... We have a history of knowing how he plans people's minutes and the games that they're going to play upon their return from quote-unquote injuries that maybe he was just saying, hey, there was a, a huge stretch there where the Raptors had a bunch of games in a short period of time and with these guys all coming back off of COVID and all of them talking about dealing with it in a bunch of different ways that maybe it was just a good idea to rest them, right? And not have them play four games in five nights or whatever crazy stretch he just had. Maybe that was it. But we try to make the conversation always, it has to be one or the other, right? We always try to make it one or the other. It's got to be tank or no tank. And it's like, maybe they're just trying to be healthy. And that's the thing. But I also just think that regardless of who's in the lineup, If you watch this team and you've been following what's been going on with this organization for long enough, you know that the dudes that they draft, the dudes that they sign, are cut from the same cloth. You're going to get effort. You're going to get heart. You're going to get just guys who are going to come on the court, grind it out, and give effort night in, night out, or else you're not getting signed. And even if you do make it through getting signed, you're not going to get minutes under Nick Nurse. So I say all that to say... Whichever side you're on, whether you want to see them in the in the playing tournament or you want to see them get the draft pick, just enjoy that side. Riding the wave of are they tanking? Are they doing this? You're not doing yourself any favors because I understand the like from a fan standpoint to actually watch games and actively root for your team to lose when your team is not made up that way. Meaning, you know, when the Sixers were tanking. They were bringing guys onto their roster who weren't NBA players and giving them mad minutes, right? That's a different ball game. This, you're talking about a Raptors team where you know, with all those guys in the lineup, that's a solid team, right? And really my point of bringing all this up is the people who are riding that wave, I don't want you to get swayed way too much in terms of thinking, oh, look, fully healthy Raptors team, we can beat the Nets, we can make a run in the playoffs, we can do all that. Because some perspective here is that, yes, the Raptors are all coming back, everyone was in the lineup, they haven't played in a couple days. Today's what, Thursday? Nope, today's Wednesday. The Raptors last played on Sunday. Meanwhile, you got the Nets coming in off the second night of a back-to-back, there's no Kevin Durant, there's no uh, James Harden, and it was just Kyrie Irving. So I say all that just to say perspective, because what happens a lot 
in the narrative of the day-to-day, the people who aren't as plugged in or, or paying attention the whole entire time, they ride the wave of, well, they should definitely tank, and this is definitely a tank. And then the next day, it's, well, they won. So I guess you got to go for 10th. And it's like, just take the games as they come, <laughs> right? I've stated that overall, if you ask me, like if I had to choose, what would I rather see? Would I rather see them get a, a lottery pick or improve your higher lottery standings or see them make the play-in tournament? I'd obviously rather see them get a higher draft pick. But I've said from, from jump, when this tanking stuff started, this team's too good to tank. So, I mean, also to sit and root for a team to lose when you have such great storylines and dudes that you'd want to root for in terms of Utah Watanabe, great story in terms of him getting his full contract, Ken Birch coming home, getting a chance to play and earn a contract, Freddie Gillespie, you've seen him in the, in the limited time he's been here, all positive things you could say about that guy. But then even dig a little deeper into guys you're used to in terms of the Chris Boucher story, which is a tough one. And, you know, we hope he's okay. We'll, we'll see if there's an update in the post game. But between Chris Boucher, Malachi Flynn, those guys getting a lot of minutes and seeing them develop. Are you really going to be sitting there and watching those guys and rooting for them to lose? That's a tough one. Right. So we got to be able to have a bunch of different conversations at the same time. And that's okay. Not everything is black or white. There's shades of gray. There's room for a lot of different conversations. Because for me, you know, it's, it's really, really tough. Because I look at the team and you even think full strength. You see what this team's capable of. But high end, right? Like if you're talking about really competing long term and, and going deep, making a playoff run. Like you need another key piece. And the best way to get that, especially in a season that's gone the way that it's gone, is to add that through the draft. And I know people might be saying, well, what's the difference between the 7th pick and the 10th pick? What's the difference between the 5th pick and the 8th pick? I mean, a lot. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, to me, it's it's like if you're if you're playing this game of you're going to be in the lottery and you're going to draft, you're going to draft well, and it's like, well, if you come in 10th, but then you lose in the play-in tournament, and so you enter the lottery cool, but you still have less of a chance in the lottery than if you just came in seventh. And, you know, every draft, pick any draft and you can look at it and, and you can see what the difference is between seven, eight, nine and just how that cookie crumbles. And you want to be as high as possible, even if you do trust your draft class or your draft, uh, your front office, should I say, even if you do trust your front office, you want to give them the first chance, you don't want to be relying on other teams messing up, right? Like, what draft is it? What's the Steph Curry draft? 2009? Remember the 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 Knicks were the eighth pick, the Raps were the ninth pick, and the T-Wolves had two of the earlier picks. They take Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio. Steph Curry falls to seven at the Warriors. Eighth to the Knicks was Jordan Hill. Nine to the Raptors was DeMar DeRozan. Are you going to tell me what's the difference between pick seven, eight, and nine? Because <laughs> that's a huge gap. So my, my point in all this is don't ride the wave. I get what side people are on. Really, if you're a real fan, to sit and watch the team and then hope for them to lose is very tough to do. And I get that and I understand that. In the end, I just want them to get Jalen Green. <laughs> 
But let's talk about this game. I know I spent way too long off the front end not talking about this game. And I know people are fired up about what happened in this game because at the end of the day, you know, it's a Raptors win. They've won four games in a row. And if you're a fan sitting down and taking in the game and watching the game, you want to see your team win games. So I'm not mad at you for that if that's your take as a Raptor fan at all. I'm just trying to add perspective and that don't completely swing the full way of, oh, well, they're definitely going for it now because everybody played and they won against the Nets without James Harden and Kevin Durant. Don't take the wild swings. It's not worth it. Don't fall for it. As I look, the Wizards came back and won that game. Interested to see how those highlights played out because I thought the Warriors were up late in that game so crazy to see what happened in that game i see russell westbrook's stat line of 14 points 20 rebounds and 10 10 assists for russ 20 rebounds people always out here you know what i don't even want to get in that conversation because <laughs> that conversation about russ and the numbers annoys me so much right like rebounding like i don't even want to get in that conversation not even gonna do it not gonna do it i'll stick to the raps and I'll stick to the Nets game here. Let me go through this quickly and then I'll get to your comments and questions. Sound good? Let's let's start here. So, again, Raps have their guys back. First time since the 29th. Starting lineup, a Kyle, Freddie, OG, Pascal, and Kem Birch. Which means Gary Trent Jr. coming off the bench. Which I don't know how much we've talked about just what the lineup would look like with everybody healthy. Because it's been so long. But obviously it's been long enough that Gary Trent Jr. wasn't even here. So you have Chris Boucher, Malachi Flynn, and Gary Trent Jr., and Freddie Gillespie being your bench. It's interesting, right? Interesting. It makes you think of what this team could have done all season long. And I know everyone, that's a talk, you know, oh, if we had this lineup the whole season, what would things have been like? I mean, you can only wish, right? Meanwhile, for the Nets, no KD, no Harden, second night of a back-to-back. But Kyrie Irving was balling, especially early on. My guy had 20, had 12 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, and 3 steals in the first half. Nets were up by as many as 14 points. But, 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 on the flip side, OG Ananobi was out here on a great start, leading the Raps on a run. And OG, I'm going to big him up for multiple reasons. One, he was going to the basket. He was hitting open threes. But also my guy was out here guarding Kyrie Irving, which is not an easy task for anybody. But I've always loved what the Raptors do when they're playing those quicker, you know, speedy point guards. They'll put a bigger body on those guys just because they have the ability to do that. We've seen it, whether it's been OG, whether it's been Siakam, but then at times you've even seen Bembry come off the bench or Stanley Johnson come off the bench. And it's a great strategy by Nick Nurse instead of playing your traditional point guard matchup with either Kyle or Freddie guarding... Um, those speedy point guards like Kyrie. And it's interesting because what that does is, I mean, first off, great defender like OG makes Kyrie work hard. But if Kyrie does get by him, now you have a longer body that's chasing after him, that's able to recover. And that's just an interesting thing the Raps have done all year long. But also, you're only able to do that because Freddie and Kyle are such good defenders that when one of them ends up getting stuck on the bigger defender, you're okay. You can live with that matchup. But on top of that, OG was just playing well on offense as well. The Raptors' offense in general just looked really good with those guys. I mean, F Freddie and Kyle struggled early on. 
but OG and Pascal had it going, and the Raps closed the half on a 17-7 run, and that really changed the game. Again, Nets led by as many as 14 points, but then came all the way back, the Raps did, 17-7 run, Raps were only down two points at the half, and in that third quarter, they kept things going. OG continued to show out, he had that huge dunk, which wasn't called an and one, but it probably should have been called an and one. And I thought it was interesting just because my guy's hops are just bananas. OG Ananobi just had an exceptional game. And I thought that was really cool to see with everyone in the lineup because I want to see how this team is going to play. What is their lineup going to be going forward? I'll be honest, I kept assuming that no matter what, Gary Trent Jr. is going to be in the starting lineup. And I think because so much of the thought process was aimed towards next season, it made me think, oh, well, Kyle won't be here. And he almost forgot that, oh, wait a second, Kyle's still here. And if everyone is healthy, what becomes that lineup? So super interesting, right? And to see that bench develop, you wonder if that bench could be something. Gary Trent Jr., you know, we'll get to Chris Boucher in a bit, but you're, you're looking at it on paper, and that makes a lot of mo- a lot more sense, right? So, as mentioned, Raps, huge run in that third quarter, led by as many as 18. Everything was going great for the Raps until a huge, like, a tough, tough break. And this really puts a downer on the night, and a downer for me because, you know, again, I haven't been on this wave of switching back and forth between, yay, play-in tournament to... Yay, draft lottery. Like, I haven't been playing that game. So for me, it's always been about the bigger picture. And to me, the bigger picture of this season, one of the best stories has been Chris Boucher. And so a a weird play where uh, TLC, Mr. Lawahu Cabaret, went up, he's hanging on the rim. And as he lets go and he drops down, he lands directly on Chris Boucher's ankle. Boucher goes down and he's immediately grabbing his knee He left the game, they said it was a knee strain, and it just didn't look good at all. Like, not at all. And, you know, I'll wait, obviously, for, you know, to see if Nick Nurse had an update after the game, but I'll say it didn't look good, man. And and it sucked. It really, really sucks because Chris Boucher, man, he's probably the most consistent Raptor this season. He had a, it was his breakout season. Seeing him just develop into that consistent bench guy where the energy guy and he was consistently working it was tough man it's just really tough to see him down like that and you hope the best because you don't want to see the great season that he's been having you don't want to see it end like that you really don't so I hope he's okay I hope he's able to come back and I hope he's able to continue this great season that he's been having because again I'll argue anyone about who the most consistent Raptor has been this season. And Chris Boucher is definitely up there. Definitely, definitely up there. So that part sucked. And, you know, he limped off the floor, didn't return. Uh, The Nets made a bit of a run late, but wasn't enough as they fall. Again, 114 to 103 to the Toronto Raptors. Again, Kyrie Irving did all he could. Had a big first half, not so much in the second half, but still finished with 28, 11, and 8. Solid showing for the Nets, again, on a second night of a back-to-back. They were playing in New Orleans last night. They come into Tampa, put up a good fight. Not enough against a well-rested and 
quote-unquote healthy Raptors team. So big win there for sure. Raptors on the flip side, you got Pascal Siakam with 27 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, OG with 25. As mentioned, Kyle Lowry's first bit of action that we've seen Kyle in a while. Look at that, I didn't even mean to spit bars like that, but sometimes it just happens, man. Sometimes it just happens. But Kyle with 14 points, Freddie with 17, those guys came on late where, you know, they started off kind of slow, but picked it up as the game came along. And that was good to see. Positive signs. But let's get to the comments here for our Raptors fans. And, you know, first comment, we the mutt says Washington won, which, you know, with an, uh, I don't, I'm trying to guess the sound effect. U R R R R R G. Is that an err? <laughs> I was trying to sound out that sound effect, so my, my apologies there, <laughs> but we get the point. Upset as the, the uh, as mentioned, the Raps in this run now with the Bulls and Wizards, so this says the Raps win their fourth game in the row, uh, this from Mr. Josh Lewenberg, as he gives us an update on the fly here, he says the Bulls lose to the Cavs and the Wizards won, oh, nope, he missed that, the Wizards won. That's not a full update. That's my bad. I will now go to the standings. See, I, I tried to take the easy route there, and it didn't work for, it didn't work out for me, but it's okay. As we go to the standings now, the Toronto Raptors are in 11th place as they are a half game behind the Washington Wizards, who pulled off a comeback. I want to get some deets on, on the Wizards' comeback here because the way that I was watching Twitter, watching that game, I should say, the Wizards were down. And, you know, the assumption was it looked like the Wiz were about to lose, but instead they win their sixth game in the row. And I'm trying to see here if I could find out what was going on. The Warriors were up seven points after Russ came on late, it looks like. But it's a tough one for the Golden State Warriors to, to lose because they're in a, a race of their own in the West as they're trying to hold on to the 10th spot. So this play-in tournament, say whatever you want, but if you're the NBA, you got the Warriors in the mix, right? You got Zion and the Pelicans in the mix. They could be ending up playing against Luka. And then if you go to the East, you're looking at the Miami Heat. You're looking at the Wizards with Bradley Beal and Russ. The Raptors are right there on the brink. You got a big market in Chicago right there on the brink. And then in the 7, 8, and 6 spot, you got Miami, and Boston, and then also in that mix, LaMelo Ball could be coming back for the Hornets. So when you really look at this from the NBA standpoint, in terms of name brands and star power, this playing tournament down the stretch is going to work exactly how they wanted it to. Everyone can say whatever they want, but if you tell me the playing tournament, you have Russ and, Russ and Bradley Beal going up against the Miami Heat for the eighth seed, right? or going up against LaMelo Ball, you're watching that. If you're telling me it's Luka versus Steph Curry, you're watching that. So that's interesting to me, right? We got to see how this all plays out. But as of now, the Raptors currently sit in 11th place. The Wizards are red hot as they've won six in a row. The Raptors are red hot as they won four in a row. And we'll really find out what happens because I'm pretty sure next week the Raptors and Wiz play against each other. So we'll see how those teams both set up there. I'll continue with some comments, so I'll go over to the YouTube page again. If you want to get in on the comments, just know YouTube is the place to go. You can find us there on YouTube at Sheldon Alexander. 
That is how you track us down on the YouTube page, for sure. That's where you go. But let me get to some comments here, as mentioned, because that's what this podcast does. Uh, and says, we're going to mess around and end up with the sixth seed, LOL. <laughs> Too funny. Glow Girl Smile, first in as always in the comment section here. And I gotta say, shout to the homie, Ivanka. Uh, work with Ivanka, and she's been telling me she's like, been tuning into the pod as of late. Huge shouts, first off, for the support. But also, was asking about the pod and hearing some of the names that I've been saying all the time. And I'm like, oh, those are my day ones. Asking if I knew some of the names that I keep repeating over and over again in the comment section. And I was explaining, no, those are just the day ones that have been riding with the pod since we've been doing this. And hey, we've become podcast friends. We've become social media friends. And every night, no matter what happens, I know I'm going to see some of the same names in the pod, in the chat section, and I appreciate that. I salute you, because you guys are the diehard Raptor fans and the reason why I do this pod. So huge shouts to you guys, and huge shouts to the homie Ivanka, who, you know, is doing big things, obviously, in this media game, but taking time to shout out us little guys here, doing our thing as well. So appreciate that. So, as mentioned, Glow Girl Smile, first one in as always. Glad to see Kyle, Freddie, Pascal, and OG finally playing back together. Uh... Once they played through the rust and started to dominate the Nets on the second night of a back-to-back, abort the tank mission. If the Raptors wanted to tank, Masai wouldn't have gotten Birch and Gillespie. It's nice to have interior defense. A lot of things there, but I can't say that I disagree with any of it. So I'll just keep rolling. Tammy says, damn, not home. We'll watch later. Pretty sure I will be yelling. <laughs> Jaden's... Tammy, you definitely will. Tammy, you will enjoy this win because it was great to see the full team together. And it's been a while since we've seen the full team together. So for the diehard Raptors fans, enjoy this night. Enjoy the win for sure. Jaden says, good win. Nothing else to say. I hear you. No problem. Susan says, loving the new Freddy's football catch and great hands. He's a definite keeper, especially with Chris Boucher's injury. Nice to see centers that can contribute. Yeah, Freddie Gillespie is making himself a lot of friends. It sounds like Jack Armstrong is falling in love with Freddie Gillespie. And you can't blame him, right? My guy is doing so much on defense where he's changing shots. He's just mixing it up in the middle. And the thing to me, which you can say about him and Birch, they're not doing too much. To me, it felt like Baines at times was doing too much. And a lot of it was just shooting the three when he can't shoot threes. But a lot of it was you don't really see those these guys, Freddie and Birch, they're finding other ways to just be factors, whether it's on the defensive end and just altering shots, being a big body, making sure you get on the glass. Those are the things that you do to contribute to a team that, hey, let's be honest, you don't need scoring, right? My frustrations with... with um your boy, Aaron Baines, always shooting threes was, we don't need you to shoot threes. There's tons of dudes on the Raptors that shoot threes and you don't need to do that. That was my frustration. So I think seeing quote unquote new Freddy, is it, are we really going to make that a thing? New Freddy? Anyways, if it is, cool. The thing about new Freddy <laughs> and especially Kem Birch is they're fitting in because they're getting the basics down first. Play defense, Try to block some shots, try to get on the glass, 
and just be a presence and dominate and own the paint. That is what this team needs. And it's so crazy to see it now, but it's become so refreshing. 24 minutes for Gillespie. He had five blocks in this game. Five blocks. That's huge. So great sign there for sure. Let's keep things going. Uh, Aisha says, I don't care that it's a back-to-back for the Nets or that they're missing KD and Harden. It's going down as a W. We may sweep them this season. Also, we got to sign Gillespie ASAP. <laughs> I love I love that everyone's hype over Freddie Gillespie. That's jokes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the energy. There's so many games that we watched Aaron Baines struggle, so I'm not mad at people. Fly Miss says, now this, all caps, is the Raptors team I love to watch. Tank Commander Baines ain't touched the floor in a while, so I guess we're aboarding the tank mission. <laughs> well played. Colin says, it's actually fun watching this team again. For the longest time, all watching this team, all the all watching this team did was piss me off. I'm sure you're not the only one, Colin. I hear you. I hear you. Ali says, Pascal and OG played well. Trent didn't play too many minutes. Raptors, I guess, were a good center from being a good playoff team. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. Gary Trent Jr., you know, it's been an adjustment, right? So there's going to be some time because obviously he's still brand new to the lineup. So he's adjusting to playing with all those guys, playing with Freddie and Pascal and OG. And then Kyle comes back. Okay, now he's got to get used to playing with Kyle. And then now if he's going to the bench, now you're getting acclimated again to coming off the bench, but now playing with Malachi and playing with Boucher and playing with Gillespie. So there's an adjustment curve there and it'll take a bit for Mr. Trent to figure it out. But I trust with this team, they're going to sit down. Nurse talks about it all the time, right? How much tape those guys watch and they figure out how you're going to get yours. Let's keep things going though. More comments here from the YouTube. I'll be honest, I'm not excited for the 10th spot just to get beat by the Nets. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, in the 10th spot just guarantees you a game against who's in ninth. Like, for people who might not be familiar with how the play-in tournament works, so it's 7 to 10, right? The 7th seed and the 8th seed play against each other. The winner of that game gets the 7th seed. The loser of that game has to wait to see who the winner is of the 9 and 10 game. And then those two teams play, and the winner of that gets the 8th seed. So if you're the Raps, just because you come in 10th, you got to win two games to get into the playoffs. So there is a world where you get the 10th seed, you get in the play-in tournament, but you end up in the lottery anyways. So, I mean, lots of stuff to still go through here, but we'll see. A lot of people saying the Wiz won, spoiler alert. Uh, Ali says, hope Boucher is okay. Knee injuries are scary, especially with the bigs. Totally agree. Uh, Fly Miss says, I think they'll make the play-in tournament. I think a lot of people do. Aisha says, of all nights Steph decided to lose, he hates us because of 2019. <laughs> Steph couldn't do the Raps a favor, eh? Give them a win over the, the Wiz when the Raps win? That's funny. Uh, could have been intent, but Wiggins blew an open layup to tie the game. Sounds familiar. Ooh, Wiggins. That's a tough one. Thanks, Owen, for that update. I was asking if anyone knew what happened at the end of that game. Owen, appreciate that. That's what I mean. We are a community of people putting together the show. Yes, my voice is the annoying voice 
that narrates the conversation that's going on, but we are a community all contributing to this. And I appreciate that. Um, what else we got here in the chat? Inches says people actually think this win means something. S M F H. Oh, what are we talking about? Uh, Jack says, I don't know what Sheldon's talking about. We got this chip <laughs> with a bunch of laughing emojis. Hey, I like your energy. I like your energy. I'm not mad. York Baller says it matters for the real raps fans. As I said, I'm not going to shit on anyone that wants to watch their team win. Like to actively sit and watch your team lose and root for them to lose. There's better ways, especially during this time of everything that's going on. I hope there's better ways you could be spending your time than actively sitting down, rooting against a team that you cheer for to lose, right? Like you need some positivity. So I'm not mad at anyone for cheering for their team to lose or cheering for the team to win. Pardon me. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Mark says, I've been hating on Siakam all season, not because of the game fumbles, but because of the efficiency, he made the right decisions tonight, not forcing every shot and Gillespie needs to be signed. Everyone's loving Freddie Gillespie. Uh, but to your Pascal point, I agree with that. It's been a tough year for Pascal. Tonight was one of his better games. Didn't force too much, you know, did a lot on the offensive glass. My guy was running up and down. I thought it was a good look for him for sure. Uh, what else we got? Ann says, do you think the Raptors missed out on Osei Bissett? He started tonight for Indiana, 12, 23 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks. Uh, it's a tough one, but you also got to remember, right? Obviously, Indiana's coached by Nate Bjorkman, who's going to be familiar with the work of Osei Bissett. And if you're the Raptors, I mean, you look at Osei Bissett and you think, okay, well, who would he be playing over right now, right? Like, he'd be in that Paul Watson spot still fighting for minutes. And if you look at the Raptors perimeter guys at this stage, I mean, you got Gary Trent locked in, or you hope, or you think you're going to lock in Gary Trent, but then you add in Kyle, Fred, Malachi, along with OG, right? So it, it's... It's tough. It's crowded. So I'm not going to knock them for that, but I'm glad to see the Canadian boy get a chance and, and put in some work for sure. Let's see. I have heard the Raptors waited until it was daytime in Japan to announce a Watanabe signing so his country could celebrate. Yeah, that was a pretty cool story. They waited so that it could be like a primetime news story in Japan. So I think it was 7.30 a.m. our time here when they announced the signing. And I think that's pretty cool, but that's also, you know, following this team that's not really that surprising because this team does little things like that that matter so much so i think that's a cool sign style says this proves that baines was legit the only thing holding us back and keeping us from winning also adds a no cap emoji <laughs> i'm not gonna argue for aaron baines so sure i'm gonna agree with you there so many comments, man. Really appreciate all you guys tuning into this. Let's keep this going because it's a Raptors win, right? It's a Raptors win. So I'm going to keep going here, even though I think there's probably, never mind. I was going to say something, but <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to say that on the on the live mic. Uh, what else we got going on here? Uh, Flymiss says, we are not tanking, LOL. Jaden says, plus side, the chemistry is sky high. Not a lot of teams can say that. Totally agree. 
Styles says, yo, man, shave the beard. Gonna take a little while getting used to that. Yeah, uh, I did. And it was the same thing that happened the last time, I, or I guess the last couple times I shaved. The mask, when wearing the mask like all day at work, once the beard grows to a certain length, it becomes so irritating underneath the mask for the whole day. And so again, as I've been saying, my answer to that is not to not wear a mask. It's to just shave because my hair can grow back, right? So, hey, that's what we got. That's what we got. My guy, Coach Flores says, looking slim, homie. <laughs> Appreciate that, my dude. Appreciate that. Um, I just shaved. I just shaved. Uh, what else we got here? Fly miss, four-game win streak is now. So now the tank mission is aborted. Uh, what else do we got? K2's Garnett says, realistically, what pick are we going to get? Oh, the argument is back about getting the draft pick or tanking or uh, the play-in tournament. I like it. Inches says, I don't like Gary Trent Jr. riding the bench. He needs minutes and development. I think that they will give him more minutes. They're just trying to figure out the rotation with everyone back. And I also think that just because everyone was back for this game, I don't think that that means that you're going to see everyone playing every single night. Again, that what I was talking about at the beginning of the pod, I really think is a big part that no one was talking about. I think it like we all jumped to the tanking side of it, but I also think that with these guys coming back, you have people in place, like in your medical staff, to talk about, hey, maybe it's not a good idea to have these guys play such heavy minutes night in, night out, so many consecutive games in a row, night in, night out, give them a rest, give them a bit of a break. Uh, MC Maestro says it warmed my heart to see Pascal, Lowry, OG, and Freddie all together on the floor again and playing well. Echoes of the championship year. What else? K2's Garnett. Look at the top five pick in every draft. At least two are a bust every year. You're going to play that game to win if you get a good pick, but if you never play, you lose. Uh, yeah, I mean, the lottery is always a fun game. Remember, the Knicks thought they were getting Zion for sure, or at least John Moran, and they ended up with RJ. Now, things worked out anyways for them, as the Knicks are one of the hottest teams in the league, but but the lottery is an interesting game. Just because you're in the lottery doesn't guarantee you're going to have the pick that you should have, quote-unquote, because of where you finish in the standings. So it is very interesting. I think the people who are thinking about a draft pick are thinking more about the long term angle that you want to give yourself the best chance of adding an, uh, a key asset heading into next season because making the play-in tournament let's say you get into the first round and you lose in the first round what does that really mean to this to this organization right it gives the fan base something to cheer about and especially in this year when we can't even go watch the playoff games i get it i understand it i understand it uh, Style says Nurse said in his post game that he doesn't have a he doesn't plan to have Trent coming off the bench all the time. So I'm definitely not wondering. Oh, so I'm definitely wondering who's who he's going to bench so that Gary Trent Jr. starts. Again, that basically just exactly what I was just saying, right? This game, all of the Raptors played. Don't assume that just because this happened that this is going to be the norm going forward. There are going to be games where they're going to give Kyle a night off. They're going to give Fred a night off. They're going to give OG a night off. Whoever it is, and that's how you're going to see Gary Trent Jr. in the starting lineup. 
That's just what I think. I don't know that. That's what I think. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, people assuming who it's going to be. It's not going to be about Freddie comes off the bench now or Kyle comes off the bench now. They're going to rest guys and give guys nights off. That's what I think. Uh, Susan says, Boucher was withering in pain. I truly hope it's not a serious injury. Does anyone know if it's the same knee that he injured in his last year of college? That's a very good question. I'll look that up for sure. Uh, that's a great, 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 great question. Uh, what else do we got? Inches says, look at what LaMelo did for Charlotte immediately. Can't tell me the draft doesn't make an impact. It's a great point. It's a very great point. Totally agree. Susan said uh, the Nets player. Oh, they're talking about the Boucher injury. Uh, Jay says, can't wait till they play a lot more minutes. Uh, we're talking about the big guys. I guess that's what we're talking about. Or oh, we're dissing Butterfinger Baines. <laughs> I, I, I can't lie, though. It is. It does. It does actually make me happy to see Birch and Gillespie get minutes and, and ingratiate themselves into the fan base. I give them credit for that. I like that. K2's Garnett says, it's so good to have a center in the spot because uh, because he can actually dunk. I hated when Baines would shoot the ball in his own hoop after the whistle. It drove me crazy. <laughs> and says, it's nice to see Kem's three-point shooting coming along nicely. Hey, he's expanding his game. Jack says, no one wants to see the raps in the tourney. I would agree with that. I mean, do you want to play? It's like that playing tournament is going to be crazy. Whether it's the Raps, whether it's the Wiz, like do you really want to play either the Raptors or Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in a one-game knockout tournament? Like that's, like I don't know who wants that smoke, but I don't like your, like that's a good, good game. A very good game. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, let's talk Raps. Sheldon shaves. That's probably means the Raptors are making the playoffs. LOL. <laughs> really? Is that it? Okay. The beard. I thought it would have went the other way. My beard would have meant it's a playoff beard, <laughs> right? I was holding the beard for the playoff run, but no, appreciate you guys and gals and everybody tuning into this, to wrap it up podcast as your Toronto Raptors are winners. Yes. The Raptors won. Can you believe it? They got their full team back, and it meant a victory. As your Toronto Raptors get back into the winning column, or I guess I should say stay in the winning column. I had to get used to that, because despite all the people resting, the Raptors are now on a four-game winning streak after a 114-103 victory. Problem is, they find themselves in 11th place because the Washington Wizards continue to win. As they are on a six-game winning streak, the Wizards currently sit in 10th. The Raptors currently sit in 11th. But if you're the Raptors, a good sign. You had all of your big-time guys back in the lineup for the first time together since March 29th. Raptors win 114-103. to 103. Pascal Siakam, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists on 10 of 19 shooting. OG Ananobi also chipping in with 25 points. And Kyrie Irving... 28, 11, and 8 in the losing effort for the Nets, who lose on the second night of a back-to-back -back without Kevin Durant and James Harden. But as the Raptor fans who are rooting for them to make the play-in tournament, they don't care who was in the lineup for the Nets. That's their problem, especially when you're talking about a Raptors team who, again, 
had all their players back in the lineup for the first time since March 29th. Raptors fans continue to fall in love with their new center duo of Kem Birch and Freddie Gillespie, but it wasn't all good news for the Raps as Chris Boucher went down with the knee injury. Hopefully we'll get some good news on that. But other than the Chris Boucher news, and we're hoping Chris Boucher is okay. But other than that, good news for the Raps. Four wins in a row, 114-103 victory over the Nets. Raps currently in 11th, a half game out of 10th in the play-in tournament as Raptor Nation continues to be split. Do we want to see the play-in tournament? Do you want a higher draft pick? The debate continues, and it probably will continue for the whole season. And you know what? I'll be here to help you along in that conversation throughout the rest of the season. On this, the Wrap It Up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is, taking your comments and questions live, because that's what we do. This podcast was developed as something for me to sit around with my friends in my living room, turn podcast studio, and talk about the Raptor games. But then this thing called the pandemic hit. We're no longer allowed to do that. So we turned this all online and all interactive. And along the way, we built up a community of Raptors fans. So I appreciate that. Like and subscribe to the pod on YouTube. That way you get alerts every time we're up. And we'll be here for that discussion. YouTube.com slash Sheldon Alexander. That's how you support the movement that is the Wrap It Up podcast, part of the On Blast podcast now. If you're ever looking for us, we're on Twitter, we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube live after each and every Raptors game. And then after you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts. That would be Spotify, Apple, and the aforementioned YouTube, and of course SoundCloud. You can find us there. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show. On Blast Podcast is a network. That's what you got to search to find us, and we got you covered. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is a wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh.